Welcome to A Wild New Work, a podcast about how to take wise, soul-centered action in your work life, all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm Megan Leatherman, a mother to two small kids, coach, writer, and amateur ecologist living in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm your host today. Hi friends and welcome. I'm so glad that you're here and that we get to share this space together today. I'm coming to you from the late autumn season. The sun moves into the Sagittarius sign on November 22nd. We're in the final third, the last sort of micro season inside of the fall before we move into the winter. Sagittarius is a mutable fire sign. It takes us from the fall into the winter. In the tarot, it corresponds to the archetype of temperance. Um, And I want to talk about all of these archetypes and themes in a few minutes. It's a really... um, I'm hesitating. I don't want to use the word potent again because I feel like I use that a lot. But it can be a fortifying, expansive large time of year and I find that for myself that often bumps up against what feels like a lot of limits in terms of like the cultural calendar you know we're here like in the U.S. many people celebrate and take time off for the Thanksgiving holiday there's like the Black Friday madness starting there's uh you know the sort of falling away the waning of the year toward the Christmas holidays um, and many of the other winter holidays too. So I find for myself that this is like kind of a wonky, clunky time of year that I don't really love, to be honest. Um, I find myself and uh, others that I support in this sort of like end of year limbo where there's like some grasping to try to like get in what feels important, but also like an awareness that the days are much shorter and like wanting to align with the cycle of the seasons but also like not wanting life to stop and so this comes up a lot for people who want to make transitions in their working life that this is like kind of a nightmare time to be shifting into another job or like launching a business it can feel really limiting and today I just want to bring in some like power and agency into this part of the cycle and talk about how to work with what's here and how to use it to really tend to our inner hearths so that there is healthy movement and there's good activity that's balanced with the growing darkness and what's happening in the cycles around us. Before I dive into today, I just want to let you know that speaking of waning down for the year this is sort of the last window to start a coaching process with me before the year ends many of you know I work with people inside of a six-month pretty magical nature-based container where people who know that they're on the precipice of change in their working lives can sort of let go of what's not aligned for them anymore be in a space where they can question and not know and be in the sort of held in the mystery of it and then sprout new possibilities in their working lives that can feed them for a long time to come. So if you sense that you need something like that, you can visit awildnewwork.com or visit the link in the show notes and learn more about how to work with me one-on-one. I'll start with our opening invocation and you can just sort of take a deep breath and let these words land for you. May each of us be blessed and emboldened to do the work we're meant to do on this planet. 
May our work honor our ancestors, known and unknown, and may it be in harmony with all creatures that we share this earth with. I express gratitude for all of the technologies and gifts that have made this possible, and I'm grateful to the Cowlitz and Clackamas tribes, among many others, who are the original stewards of the land that I'm on. So I'll start by just sort of orienting us to where we are in the cycle of the seasons. Like I said, we're in the late autumn period. The sun moved into the sign of Sagittarius on Tuesday, November 22nd. Previous to this, we moved through the autumn equinox in late September when the sun was in the sign of Libra. We shifted into mid-autumn when the sun moved into the sign of Scorpio. And now we're here inside of a fire sign in this bridge between the autumn and the winter. And this bridge is really bringing us from the themes of release and letting go and the death cycle that has been with us all autumn into the sort of liminal period of winter when we integrate and we let the thing compost and rot and fully feed that deep soil. Uh, The sign of Sagittarius, like I said, is a mutable fire sign. It's often symbolized by a centaur, a being that is half human, half animal. And we're working with the instinctual nature in this time. We remember that, yes, we have these minds and these brains, and we also have instinct and the body and the way that the body feels pulled or repelled by different experiences, opportunities, thoughts, etc. The centaur often also has a bow and arrow and is an archer and so there's this theme of focus and precision and that we're not shooting a machine gun that shoots everywhere and everything. We have one arrow at a time and so our actions here can be very devoted and focused and they can journey far if we have the right power behind them. Like I said in the tarot, Sagittarius corresponds to the card of temperance and is a period when we're learning how to live from the soul. We're learning how to make decisions, take actions that are informed by what we need and want on a deep level that is larger than any one job or career path or program of study. That our purpose here is both to just be here and enjoy what it is to be human inside of a body, and that we also have these unique perspectives and gifts and talents that want to be expressed in this lifetime. And so when we're inside of temperance and we're working with these archetypes, we do have and remember that we have this deep well of reserves, that we do have this inner animation, this inner flame that we can pull from. We make different choices when we're choosing to live in a way that honors our soul and our deep needs and that instinct within us. It's helpful for me to remember that after Sagittarius season, when we reach the winter solstice on December 21st, which is the darkest point in the year, then we move into the earth sign of Capricorn, where, and interestingly, Capricorn is also symbolized by a sea goat, this creature that is half goat and half fish. I think these are just really beautiful reminders that in the darkest point of the year, we have more than our human faculties to draw on. That something else, something older, more ancient, is 
here to illuminate the way forward for us and that we can bring that in. We don't have to rely on the same tools, same perspectives that we use in the lighter parts of the year. And the sea goat, of course, being half fish is even more ancient, <laughs> like our true farthest reaching ancestor, right? That that life came out of the sea. Um, and so we're reaching even farther back in the early winter to draw on what makes sense in these mysterious darker points in the year. So that's a little bit about where we've been and where we're headed. And like I mentioned at the outset, this feels like a very like paradoxical point in the year to me. There's like increasing darkness, right? And so we're sort of, our bodies are drawn inward. We may be finding that we want to sleep more, do less. And at the same time, there's this sort of increased fervor and activity around holiday goings on. Um, many people are traveling. Many of us are still wondering about COVID and trying to navigate increased bursts of illness and risk around disease. Um, and so there's this like, there's this both pulling inward and focus and also this like, what feels like an extra layer of activity externally. Sagittarius also being a centaur and an archer and a fire sign that's mutable and moving wants to move and change and go and travel. Um, and so there's like this expansiveness and this energy, but also being sort of bumping up against like the rigidity of scheduling this time of year, limits based on the weather and the darkness. Um, and so it can feel uncomfortable where like we want, we're ready to like make movement and something is happening. There's like vitality here and we want to honor that. But we're also feeling the pull of the darkness and the limited possibilities based on sort of cultural practices at this time of year and the way that many workplaces and businesses are either crazy busy right now and we don't even have the space to feel that inner pull or are totally shutting down, um, which can be a beautiful thing and can feel really frustrating if you're desiring a career change or trying to get into another job or again starting a business or what have you. So I want to just create some space and other possibilities for how you can kind of align with this time. And to do that it's important to sort of delineate, make some delineations between soul movement and ego movement without any judgment here. It's not like one that's better than the other. Um, but most of us are making movement and choices from a kind of surface level place that probably feels very familiar and it feels like, yeah, we're, we're moving and we're making changes and we're like honoring that inner fire, but it doesn't always click or, or really feed us. When the ego wants to move, when this part of us that's like mental or d just solely informed by willpower, the ego can be very like demanding where everything is urgent and I need to get this thing in by X date before this office closes or I'm feeling very rigid and like this project has to get pushed through by the end of the year. I might be feeling a lot of resistance to letting go and just sort of trusting the way that things unfold. Um, things the ego loves to just get very rigid about like it's either this or that um, it has to happen or it won't uh, I have to do it this way or it won't succeed etc and we I'm sure you're familiar with that the texture of that 
decision making or place. The soul movement is different. It's it can be very persistent, but it's soft. It's usually quiet. It opens up other possibilities. It's it's able to kind of flow around the obstacles. And it's really about like quality of movement over quantity. So instead of trying to push a thing through because it's the end of the year, we can sort of reevaluate whether like is this even the right project to be focusing right now on right now is this the right arrow to be launching is this the right time um and what would it mean to do my part of this as beautifully as possible and then really trust that everything is going to fall into place at the right time so those are like two very different approaches to being with movement and action at this time in the wheel of the year. We all need movement. We all need to feel like we have agency in our lives, that we can make the moves that are necessary and true for us. The body itself has to move, right? If we if we don't move, we will die. The wind has to move, the fire has to move, and even when everything seems still in the darkest of night, there are still creatures moving and the earth is still spinning. So movement is inherent to life. It's absolutely necessary. And we have come to equate busyness and activity and task completion with soul-led movement, which is not always the same thing. Soul-led movement is on its own rhythm. Sometimes it's quiet and imperceptible. Sometimes it's loud and obvious, like when we make a big decision or do a big thing. But it will always open up possibilities and bring us into the wholeness that we are. It will bring us into a messy, vibrant, fully conscious, not always, but there are glimmers of consciousness in our lives. So we, I think now is really a beautiful opportunity to look at where we feel busy and where there's lots of activity and lots of task completion and pressure and wondering if the movement there is feeding us as deeply as it really could or if there's other types of movement that click into that inner fire, that inner flame, that sense of like instinctual sovereignty. I find that there are two kind of major areas where we bump into difficulty or fe- like feelings of constriction in this micro season, this time in the late autumn. The first is self-constriction, where we're not really allowing our inner fires to move, to be ignited, to light the way, to create warmth, where we have these rigid ideas about what's possible for us now, either based on how this year has gone, what we're projecting into the next year, um, ideas we have about what's possible inside of this micro season at this time of year based on all of the cultural sort of hoopla that's happening. Um, And so there's certainly like inner work to be done here to allow our inner hearth to really light the way and warm us right now. And I'll talk about some ways to do that. The second area where I find we bump into constriction is when we're really defaulting or prioritizing others timelines where we're trying to push something through that maybe is really aligned for us but we're inevitably getting stuck on you know 
partners who are taking time off this time of year or who don't want to do try to do anything else for the year or um, you know maybe something is really aligned for us and we've made the application but the office is closing for two weeks and there's nothing we can do about that and that can feel really frustrating and constricting um, and so the invitation here is to really focus on what is inside of our purview so when we're bumping up against the constrictions of others like sort of these external obstacles that come up at this time of year we still want to honor that inner desire for movement and vitality so what we do is sort of bring the focus inward and focus on what is in my realm of influence that can be absolutely moving our bodies running walking dancing um, yoga doing whatever it is that sort of honors that inner heat and flame and cultivates it. A wonderful way to manage frustration that might be coming up if you're trying to make moves or changes in your working life that are feeling really stalled or stunted based on others is to move your body um, and to honor the fact that you will still need to move even if you're feeling stuck in these areas. It's also really beneficial right now to do what is yours and within your realm of influence with a lot of precision and heat behind it. Like to turn up, see if you can turn up the energy a little bit, like your sense of rightness about this or your desire or the sort of attraction you feel to this possibility and to put all of that heat and energy behind what you're doing, even if it feels really limited. And then trust that that is a strong, powerful uh, clear arrow that is sort of setting off for you and that it will land at the right time and create the ripple effects that you need. So when we're bumping up against the constrictions around us this time of year we're really just focusing on bringing the power back into our bodies into our hearths and staying active in the ways that are available and aligned for us and remembering that even if it's very dark outside and the day ends, you know, at 4.30 or whatever, that things happen and unfold in their own mysterious timelines. It's absolutely possible to make a meaningful change at this time of year. It's absolutely possible that nothing will seem to be happening and then boom, in January or February, something pops up or comes to life. To really trust the cycles that you're in and do what you can with the most beneficial intentions and uh, the most sort of vitality that you can put behind it. For some of these self-constrictions, these, these places where we create or dampen um, our flames due to what's happening on an inner level, we want to remember and pull in the wisdom of that archer, the focus, remembering that we can journey great lengths that in our minds and our bodies we can absolutely connect to what it is that we desire and pull it closer and pull ourselves closer to it so really turning inward and reconnecting to what animates you from the inside out that is an excellent way right now to see new possibilities for yourself if you feel like things are so dull there's no vitality you're not even sure what else you would do or if this is just a phase or what you're getting wrong. It's really beneficial if you can reconnect to that inner flame, the things that help you to feel 
alive. And again, that can literally be movement and moving your body. It can be a slowly cooked, slowly enjoyed meal. It can be sitting next to a fire or lighting candles and being with that element. And again, if you want to make moves right now, see how potent you can make them, how vast the possibilities are that you can imagine, how clear you can be about what you want and why, and really feel that energy building within you. And then you'll be able to make decisions and plans that are in your realm of influence and and animated themselves because of your own animation. This is a great time to send those arrows forward and sign up for the thing or the program or the uh, training, whatever it is that that really excites you, even if it's a year out, even if they're not even open yet, you can get it on your calendar. You can sign up and put down a deposit knowing that you things may change. But again, we really want to honor that inner fire and not get so swept up in whatever's happening around us that we sort of lose connection to that. If this resonates with you, if you want to be swept up, that's beautiful. Like enjoy enjoy this time in the cycle of the year however you want and need to. But if you're finding like me that there's this extra boost and vitality right now that doesn't always know where to go or have a place to go, this is a wonderful time to just make make the plans, shoot that arrow, sign up for the thing, make an intention, and then see what happens um, and trust that you can you will find your way and decide what to do with it as it gets closer. If you're finding that you are feeling really like the inner fire is subdued um, and you're not feeling any sense of vitality or expansion or newness in this late autumn period, I want to say that A, that's completely okay and understandable. And it may be that there's still some of the autumnal work of letting go that's necessary here. Sometimes we have to let go again and again and again until we can start to feel that inner fire restart. It's kind of like there's a bunch of wet wood on top of the flame and we need to pull it apart and pull it out until we get into that ember again and can reignite that inner spark. Um, And so if you're bumping up against some of that right now, I would encourage you to look at where you're still maybe gripping or grasping, what's still feeling heavy, um, what's feeling like it can't be let go of, and to do more of that work and and see how the fire reappears. And the previous podcast episodes late in this fall um, can support you in doing that. I wanna share a little anecdote with you uh, before we close. We moved into this house that we're in now right before the pandemic in January 2020, so almost two, almost three years now. Um, and it has two fireplaces, which I loved so much, and I was so excited to just have fires like all fall and winter. Um, and the main fireplace is in our living area, like right near our kitchen and living room. Um, and we started, we had a couple fires like right when we moved in. and. What would happen is that the fire would go and it would light like normal and the smoke would clear and it was like wonderful. And then around like between like 30 and 60 minutes, 
suddenly the room would be full of smoke and the smoke would not be clearing um, and the fire alarms are going off and it looks like smoke's just not billowing but like the, the rooms are like fully filled with smoke and it was horrible and we'd have to throw the logs out or like douse water um, you know clear open all the windows and the fans everything smelled like smoke and this happened like two times and it was awful so I had this chimney service come out and they cleaned the chimney and the guy was like it looks great there's no obstructions it's fully intact like you should be good to go so I was really looking forward to it we we set another fire and this time it took a little bit longer but still after about an hour of burning the house is full of smoke again which was really frustrating so finally after then it was like the spring and summer finally had someone else out and explained the situation and this person was like that is so weird I've never heard of this happening he looked at the chimney he said it looks clear I'm going to go to the top and look in the chimney cap so he went to the top of the chimney and looked down and there was this very thick spider web covering the top of the chimney and he said that there's this new spider in Oregon that like loves chimneys and is creating these really thick webs that the previous company hadn't seen or cleaned out and he said what I think is what I think is happening is that the fire is burning and clearing but after a while this this web is so thick that the smoke is starting to accumulate and it just like fills the chimney and then won't clear properly so finally you know two and a half years after moving into this house Chris got up on the roof and dug out that spider web which wasn't huge but was very thick and I'm happy to report that we have finally had fire in our fireplace and it's been such a magical beautiful experience for me and the kids my two kids love it and it just feels so right and like ancient you know I mean humans evolved alongside fire and it just feels so luxurious to have a real fireplace in the home and even if you're not able to allow or have that right now this time of year depending on where you live just being around fire can be so medicinal and I'm noticing that having a fire tending it for many hours at a time is a lot of work you know I had to like get the wood from our wood pile out and bring it closer and sort out the kindling and the logs put make sure it's like covered with a tarp and waterproof we have to clean out the fireplace it takes a lot of attention to keep the fire going to start it and then maintain it it's not like an easy one and done process but it warms the entire house it warms our hearts it's and in the old days it would have provided light and cooking like necessary necessary elements for living and survival so it's a reminder for me that we shouldn't underestimate the work that's involved in tending to our fires sometimes we think you know that we're alive and we you know maybe had the energy to like update a website or go for a run one day and that that means we're we have enough vitality but this practice of fire making and fire tending is really showing me that it takes work and attention and effort to really stoke that inner flame and it's not something that we just set and then walk away from it won't be there in the same ways when we return 
So this late autumn period and whenever you're listening, I hope that you'll just remember that there's real beauty in in pulling your focus inward and moving from that lit up, fiery, warm place, not on the timelines or based on the demands of everyone else, but based on what you need in your sort of inner hearth and what that flame needs and that there's real potency there and it may not look like the obvious outward big movements of the spring or summer but it will feed you for the coming winter it will warm you it's vastly vastly important so I hope that this episode in and of itself felt like a little time around a fire together or that it felt like it lit your inner flame in some way I really encourage you to make the moves that you need to make this time of year regardless of what's happening all around that if now doesn't feel quite like the time when you want to hibernate that's okay not all creatures hibernate (laughs) I find for myself I'm much more in that mode in January than in this time of year and so just really trusting your inner energy flows and honoring what's there and tending to that fire with real intention and permission and again casting those arrows that feel true for you even if you're not sure where they'll land or how they'll land or when they'll land Um, that's so necessary to being alive and being human and feeling like we do have agency in our lives if again being in a container of some sort to support your movement feels helpful you can learn more about my six-month coaching program at awildnewwork.com or at the link in the show notes i also want to let you know about a blog post that i just released this week called how the late autumn season can support you in it i go into depth about where you might be in the vocational cycle where your own working life might be in the fall or in the winter and how this micro season can really support you inside of that. So if you feel like you would like to learn more about where you are and how you can align with this unique micro season, you can visit my blog at awildnewwork.com slash blog or at the link in the show notes. Thank you for sharing this time with me and being with me in this way. Um, Take such good care and I'll see you on the other side. 